Traditionally, the fourth Sunday of Easter is called Good Shepherd Sunday because no matter what year in the cycle of readings, we'll always hear about Christ as the Good Shepherd. It's a day in which we reflect on the unique gift of Christ himself to the church as our shepherd and our guide. As with every facet of the life of Jesus, it also reveals to us the life of the love of the Father who guides, sustains, and gives us life itself. It's also important to realize that likewise, as Christ reveals the Father, he too likewise reveals in the church a model of life for the priests and the bishops who are placed in charge, not because of their great talents and gifts, but because Christ instituted the priesthood to guide and shepherd the church throughout the ages, a visible reminder of his presence in the world. And imperfect as bishops and priests often are, we understand uniquely that they are united to Christ to be conformed to him to offer sacrifice and prayer on behalf of you, the people of God, and to teach and instruct you in the ways of life and truth. And finally, to be good shepherds of the goods of the church, to shepherd and administer the financial goods of the church, the physical goods of the church, but most importantly, you, the people, to minister to you and lead you to your supernatural life. The most important and best priests and the bishops in my experience as a, as a priest and as a young man in the church, was the experience of seeing men who were holy, whose lives were not conformed to the world, but rather whose lives were about the thing that they should be about. As Christ reminded his mother in St. Joseph when he was found in the temple, should I not be about my father's business? And so it is with your priests and your bishops. To find them at prayer and study, to find them going to confession and hearing confessions frequently, these are all signs of God's mercy and that your shepherds are after the heart of God. When your priest is more like a politician or a social worker, when he is constantly the center of attention, pray for him. The essential identity of a priest is none of these things. Far from it. And it's important that we recognize this. The essential identity of priesthood is in Christ. To be, as the words of the, of the church say, an altar Christus, that is, another Christ. To you. To be another Christ to you. When you set your priests up and your bishops up like demigods, when we excuse unsavory habits and dispositions and don't seek to hold them to higher standards of holiness, we fail to love our priests as they should be loved. Now, a tricky part about being a shepherd is that sheep overwhelmingly are not the most intelligent creatures in the world. I'm not insulting you, I'm just being honest. This is the truth. I helped shepherd sheep, not for a long time, spent a day, so I can't really say I've got a long experience, but sheep are dumb. That's why shepherds exist, is because if sheep were smart, they wouldn't need protection. Sheep wouldn't need anybody to watch out for them, but they they clearly need a lot of protection. And when working with sheep, you find out that primarily, as the Gospels kind of illustrate, it's not that all 99 of them are stupid, 
It's that the one really, really digs in in his ignorance, and you have to go chasing after him. Any of you who have had children know what this feels like. Not all the time, but there are times when your children particularly stress you out, you mothers especially. And what are you to do? To guide, to lead, to foster them back to holiness and healthiness. Now, it's not a very popular thing to talk about, but we live in a culture that has many faults that we encounter because we excuse obviously destructive habits and actions, particularly of men. Make no bones about it. Men are accountable for their sins, just as women are. But in a culture that says men are permitted to do whatever they want as long as it, quote-unquote, doesn't hurt anybody, what are the ill effects of this? Well, there's the idea of a false liberation that came some almost 60 years ago now with the advent of hormonal contraception, that women would finally be liberated from the chains of men that come with bringing children into the world. How's that worked out? The rate of divorce is higher than it's ever been. Single mothers in this country are the greatest number of mothers in this country, and we continue to see abortions rise. But magically, nobody wants to acknowledge the massive elephant in the room. That's one part of it. The other part of it is that, as I said, men overwhelmingly have been permitted the excuse that you can do what you want as long as nobody kind of finds out. The amount of infidelity that occurs the sins of habitual use of images on the internet and videos to satisfy what? A passing desire. And we say, no, it's okay. This is the 21st century. We've got to let everybody feel good about what they're doing. We want to tell you at the same time that you can be whatever you want, but no man in recorded history has ever born a child in the world. That won't change, even if we tell somebody they can be who they want to be. That's a unique gift given to mothers, to women, who biologically and by the grace of God with supernatural strength bring children into the world. It's something that God knew men would not be capable of doing. And that's okay. That distinction, that difference is what makes us human. But if we want to make excuses... What happens? When men who are supposed to be leaders fail, men fail. When priests who are supposed to be holy fail to be holy, the church dies. And we've seen this happen. It's not like you have to really search out that hard to see examples. But at a basic level, if we are not living, not just as priests, but you, the sheep, are not living lives of holiness... What do we expect? So I ask you on this Good Shepherd Sunday, no, I beg you, pray for me and your priests. Pray for your bishops, especially Pope Francis. You women and children deserve better. You mothers deserve priests who inspire your husbands to be better and holier men and loving husbands. You children deserve fathers who are heroic 
and sacrificial and selfless. And all of you deserve men whom you call Father to be worthy of that great title. Please pray that we, your priests and your bishops, may live lives worthy of that great call.